Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. And another terrific personality from the western suburbs to meet today. man who's been living in our area for a long time now and has certainly made his mark as the CEO of the Werribee Football Club. I'm talking, of course, about Mark Penaluna, the 2018 winner of the John Nicol Community Service Award, an initiative, of course, of the Committee for Wyndham. Now, if you want to find out all the details and nominations are now open, jump on the Facebook page or the website for the Committee for Wyndham and you'll get all the details. Uh, John Nicol, of course, a, a very well-respected and esteemed member of the local community of many, many years as the president of the Werribee Football Club and, of course, prior to that uh, as a, a member of the uh, the local council. Not as a council, of course, but as the chief engineer and many other roles over the years. So uh, certainly a great contributor uh, to the Western Suburbs community and in particular, of course, to the uh, city of Wyndham. Uh, Werribee as it was when John moved in uh, back in the early days, the, the late, great John Nickel, and the Community Service Award named in his honour. The nominations are currently being taken for that, so check out the Facebook page and the website. But let's get to our guest, a previous winner of that award and a man who has a pretty busy uh, palette of work on his plate at the moment because there's a lot going on at the Werribee Football Club, so let's catch up with the CEO. Mark, thanks so much for your time. I know you're a very busy man at the moment. Uh, give us, uh, firstly, I guess, uh, welcome to the Talking Wyndham podcast. Uh, you're well? Yes, Kev. Going all right, mate. All right. I was um, down here at Avalon Airport Oval this morning, snuck out and uh, gave Narelle and the dogs a bit of peace for a little while. So, um, <laughs> yes, I'm just down here. <laughs> for which everyone can be thankful, except those that you're now, now incurring the wrath of. Um, uh, give us a little update on where the uh, the Werribee Footy Club is at the moment. Are you the CEO of that? And uh, things, you know, are you getting back to normal? Well, I think everyone's gradually moving towards that way. Kev, it's great that we've done so well in this environment. We have so many days of new cases and, and all these sorts of things. But, but more importantly, it's, you know, the, the tolerance and the patience that everyone's showed the last five or six months. So I think it's it's a credit to everybody and um, and hopefully we can move forward in the right direction. From a club point of view, we the competition um, is going to be older next year. It'll move from a purely VFL to a VFL slash Eastern competition. The name and the logo, et cetera, is going to come through in the next week or two. But it'll now include the Carlton Club, it will include the, um, the northern based AFL, Sydney Swans, Gold Coast, Brisbane Lions, and, and GWS, as well as Southport. So, we'll be playing in three states. Um, and I mean, it's really, really exciting for. Um, Wyndham and and, uh, and and the Werribee Football Club. Exciting and challenging. Uh, how does uh, what's the effect been of uh, on a football club as a business that hasn't been able to run its business virtually for for the entire season? You've you've lost a year. Yeah, lost a year, and um, in some ways, you know, financially, we've been really really hurt. Um, we've done so well to get to a stage where we were heavily heavily in debt, and then to um to work with council to have this new facility and. And the AFL and the state government and, and Fed government to um to secure funding for this place and and then to have this hit, which obviously everyone well not everyone but nearly everyone has been hurt financially and in other ways through this pandemic. But um, 
there is a lot, and um, we'll find a way through it. And it's going to be hurt hard financially for the next twelve to probably two or three years, but um, twelve months to two or three years. But um, stick together, and uh, we'll work our way through it, mate. Uh, just as the CEO of the football club, you, your thoughts on uh, where uh, the importance of the Werribee Football Club as a part of the business community, and the and your thoughts on the the importance of the Werribee Football Club as a, as a part of the community in general. Yeah, I, I tend to try and phrase it that, you know, from a, in the VFL or the Werribee Football Club, um, and we talk to a lot of our players and, and they certainly understand that we are a community organisation playing against uh, elite AFL footballers. Well, next year we'll be playing against 14 of the 18 AFL clubs. So, you know, where this pandemic hit and the AFL clubs thought we're going to have a massive hit, a lot of them are making profit. And we're going to be a long way. We won't be making profit. So, yeah. but generally speaking, um, it's community we play against the elite, and we can't move away from that. We, we can't deviate that we're a community-based organisation. But a football club like ours, like any club, should be financially prudent. Continue to invest in infrastructure, invest in people, do our best to compete year in year, and hopefully we can um, we can jag a premiership along the way. But the cornerstone is our community spirit, and um, and we live by those themes. And you know, our, our three values are really the community, care, and driven. So, I think that's the basis of what we do. We look after our people, whether they're volunteers or our staff or players, etc. And the good people will appreciate that, and they want to put back whether it's when they're still with us now or in who knows twenty years time when they bring their kids back and see their name on the on the wall and the picture on the wall and all those sorts of things. The importance uh, in terms of uh, the community programs that you run and getting the club out into the into the community, into schools, and into into other groups around the place, and and the diversity uh, programs that you've you've had running through uh, that. Uh, the the important part, I mean, like like the Werribee River throw, flows through the the city. The the football club's ripple effect on the city flows through. That's something that you've always been very conscious of, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Jeff. I, I grew up with that um, through my upbringing in Port Melbourne, through my mother and father, and. Dad was uh, made, you know, citizen of the year in, in Port Phillip, and um, certainly the importance of um, club and community has been instilled within me. And hopefully, I've done that with, with my kids. Um, and absolutely, as a, as a footy club, that's exactly what I wanted to try and do. Um, and hopefully, we have been able to, to do that and work with multiple partners, uh, including council and Salvation Army and. Winter community education and the schools and local footy clubs, absolutely, they're all the things that we want to do. And um, and as I said, the good people will stick by you and um, and want to support you. Footy's always been a great uh, way of breaking down barriers, uh, be it uh, you know economic, uh, socio-economic barriers, uh, diversity barriers. It, it's still it's still that catalyst for a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, it's it's where everyone can come together. We've had, um, from our point of view, we've had you know prime ministers here and state premiers, and but you know that's where everyone feels you know a, a part, and we're all on a level playing field and um, on and off the field, you know. So absolutely, and I think that's more better. It's more more than ever that that, that exists, and um, I, I've been really proud of the way that our club has been able to work through this um, COVID period and uh, I don't know whether people have been following what we've done on, on social media, um, the work that Hamish McGuinness and, and Mark Gattigal, our community manager and our diversity officer have been in the field 
and doing online videos for schools and at-home learning packs and all these sorts of things, which, um, you know, I couldn't be more proud of the work that they've done. And, and believe it or not, our comms team have done a, a terrific job as well in making sure that we um, we promote those sorts of things. Well, we're going to talk uh, in, in more depth in a tick about the John Nickel Community Service Award, which you won a couple of years back and which is uh, nominations are open now for people to to nominate someone uh, to, to win this very prestigious award. It would be very easy for you in the in the job that you have, and you have a family, you mentioned, uh, Narelle and the kids and stuff, um, to, to immerse yourself in your role as CEO of the football club and do nothing else. But you've always wanted to get out into the community and get involved in different areas of the community. Why, why from a personal point of view, has that been a really important thing for you to do? Um, well, I, when I first moved out this way, I set up some port and um, I quickly found that this area was very much what Port Melbourne used to be. Port Melbourne's not the same place it was and thought, I've got lots of mates and love being down there when I'm catching up with them and dad and all the rest, but it's very much that yeah, Port's a bit like a, a gated community and, and I thought Werribee and, and Hoppers and um, where I live is, is very much like that and we're going to try and keep that uh, as much as the growth is occurring here and we want to, you know, be welcoming and all these things, but we're going to make sure that we, we keep that sense of community spirit. And, you know, it's, it is easy just to, in a sense, be associated with one club. Um, but if you can, where possible, to do other bits and pieces and, you know, fortunately I'll be able to do some of those things. Um, I think that's very, very important. And, and you also get to spend time with other people that, Incredibly, it is the people that are less financially, generally speaking, uh, are financially um, motivated, the ones who get out there and volunteer and, and do all those things. And uh, particularly those people you see from the Salvation Army and the effort that they go to um, is wonderful. And that uh, that volunteerism, uh, are you expecting that to be almost reborn in, in the kind of post-COVID world that we're going to be in because people have actually kind of realigned their values and, and thought about what's important to them uh, post-COVID and all the, all the things that you can now do that you couldn't do before from home and all those sorts of things, the, the change in values of people? It's a very good question, Kev. I'm not certain. I actually had a, a, a catch-up with the AFL a couple of weeks ago and I said one of the real risks you've got is the existing volunteers at clubs and whether they've potentially found other things in their lives. Yeah. And will and will they want to come back to spending, you know, Saturday and Sundays at the forty from eight in the morning till seven at night and, or whether there's going to be other things that you know, think geez, you know, there's other things in my life I could be doing. So you would you would hope that, that you know, that sense of purpose and community is going to be there because as I said earlier on, I've been quite amazed the way that people have um have come together and um, if you look at other parts of the world there's no way that they would have been able to do what we've done over the last five or six months. Um so yeah, I but I'd I'd like to think that the general Australian spirit and, and those sorts of things are the foundation of education and health and these things. Volunteering is very much in my mind part of that cornerstone of what is the fabric of Australian society or what it should be anyway. Given what a diverse community we are, and particularly in a multicultural uh, sense, is that, a, is that a difficult thing to get that message across and that, uh, that, that way of life across to, to the, the new people that come into our area? Yeah, it, it is certainly harder because, it's, you know, human beings, we, um, we tend to do what we, we have always done. And, you know, people you know, from different cultures do different things a lot from what 
what us white Anglo-Saxons have done. So mm. it can be done. We've, we've had people, you know, associated with our club that have come down here um, and acted as volunteers, and but they've used that to help leverage themselves into other jobs. And we're very much, well, we want to try and do those sorts of things. We we have a church group that uses our facilities on, on Sunday and they access our facilities and in, in in placement of that, they come down and act as volunteers for the club. So there's, there's different ways and means and, you know, it's, um, yeah, but having people from diverse backgrounds, it absolutely is just about how we do it and it's something I've, I want to talk to our co-tenants here in, in North Melbourne and the huddle. And um, I know that they work with the, the youth around civic responsibility and these sorts of things. So I actually got a meeting with those guys next week to talk about what our plans are for um, for next year. Uh, talking about the, the, the youth and the younger generation, is it also a harder message to get through to them? And I don't want to uh, – I'm not setting you up here to sound like an old dinosaur who goes, oh, the young people these days. But is it <laughs> – is it – is, I mean, you've got a couple of, uh, you know, young adults uh, in your life. Uh, uh, is it tougher to get that message through? And is it does that does it come from sporting clubs or does it come from parents or is it just not coming from anyone? Oh, well, I, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm probably not as close to the outside world. Obviously, my kids are my kids and generally speaking, I'd like to think they're well-behaved and that they will support and, and be community-focused. Um, certainly the players around here, absolutely, you know, I think if I look at the players here that were largely between 19 and 25, they're far more mature than when I was growing up. Yeah. And um, there's this sense of, you know, particularly the kids who come through the, the old TAC Cup or now the NAP League system, um, they understand that you walk past someone who's a volunteer or anyone associated with a club, you're expected to say hello and thank you and, and pick up after yourself and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and if you're you ask them to do something, or they will just come and do it. Pulling the covers on and off the ground, they're not expected to go out there and help you with those sorts of things, but they just go and do it. So I couldn't be proud of those guys who are, who are in and around that club, absolutely. Uh, the the John Nicol Community Service Award, you won that two years ago. What, what did that mean to you? Oh, mate, it was, it was, yeah, to win an award named after John, who's the longest-serving um, president in our club. And uh, I'm actually sitting in the John Nickel boardroom at the moment. So um, <laughs> looking at his portrait on the wall. But um, look, yeah, I, when I first come to the club, um, I had two interviews. And then well, they ring me up and said, well, you've got the job, but you have to meet John Nickel. I went, who's John Nickel? <laughs> and um, I met with John upstairs and um, he talked about all these sorts of things. You know, talked about family. What does it mean to you? Um, what have you done in the community setting? Because he, he was asking questions that weren't in the original in, interviews and you could see where his values sat. And then there were, when we went to John's funeral, and I, I know you were there, Kev, but to list his achievements, what was read from what he'd done with the fire brigade and, and the hospital and other things, I was just in awe of what he actually had achieved let alone have four kids and working as a city engineer for, for um, the city of Werribee. And, yeah, to, to be recognised in that in some small way was um, quite humbling. And, and to work with John as, as the CEO for, for many years and um, sometimes my passions come out and not everyone <laughs> appreciates how passionate I might be at times, but um, 
have John's steadying influence there and give me a little kick under the table at times and these sorts of things just to um, um, and act as an advisor and these sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's it quite humbling to win that award, mate. And people who do win these awards, they don't seek them. They don't. Do, you don't do things so as you get an award at the end of the day. But uh, the the significance of actually having uh, that acknowledgement made is is obviously the reward you get. And and I've seen you with the volunteers around the football club and the way you acknowledge what they do. Putting a value on people's time and their uh, their dedication and their commitment is a really important part of uh, this whole structure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, we've been so fortunate at our club to have volunteers for such a long time and. Um, you're right. They don't. They don't expect anything. But as they get a polo shirt and an occasional beer here and there and those sorts of things, um, yeah, that means the world to them. And um, and you know, I was only thinking that you know, I'm not sure how many adults now live in the city of Windsor, but at some stage, we're going to get up to two hundred thousand adults. And if everyone contributed five community hours or volunteer hours a year, well, there's a million hours. If everyone did something like that or whatever it might be, then, you know, it'd be a lot better place for everyone, I think. Yeah. And you can't put a price on feeling part of a, an organisation or a group or, I mean, if you come down and say, for, let's take the footy club as an example. You come down and volunteer at the Werribee Footy Club, you, you're made to feel part of that whole footy club and everything that goes on there, the successes and the, and the, uh, and the, and the you know, the hard times, but you're part of that and the, the, there's a sense of that that you just can't put a price on that. No, absolutely not. And um, I know that Martin Carter and the rest of the board and Stuart Bellick and Mark Williams at the football department, they absolutely uh, will go out of their way to support our volunteers and, uh, and to recognise them. And, uh, and of course, we can always have more, um, but you're absolutely right, Kev. You can't, a sense of purpose, a sense of club, a sense of belonging um, is, um, I think, which everyone really, really appreciates, whether it's on the home front or, or uh, at a club level. Now the uh, the plans for twenty twenty one for the football club. We can turn our attention to that for a tick to finish off. Uh, it obviously playing in three different states and all the logistics of all that. Uh, it's going to going to put a real strain on the club, uh, not only financially but also logistically and and uh, manpower wise. Yeah, no, no doubt about that, Kev. It's um, you know we've we've got a, a strategic planning meeting set here in two weeks' time. So the existing strategic plan is not thrown out the door, but thrown out the window. But um, uh. We need to refocus rather than looking at a three to five year plan. We're going to be pulling it back to a one to two year plan and uh, really focusing around how we get over this over the next one to two years. And uh, there'll be people doing extra roles um, just to try and get over those sort of humps. Uh, excuse me. Um, it's um, yeah, it's going to be daunting, but um, but I think. Once again, you come back to the, the sense where people want to belong and support each other, and you tend to find out, mate, who's um, who's made of the right stuff in these sort of times. And so far, the last six or months, six or seven months, um, I've, I've seen the the people that have really risen to the challenge. Yeah, and there's no doubt that we've got the people with the right stuff, and we'll um, we'll get through over the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've done a, a, a magnificent job in the last uh, sort of 15 years, uh, plus 15 years, uh, of getting the club in a position where it was in a really good, strong financial position and then they went and moved the goalposts on you with the pandemic. Yeah, that's right, mate. But um, We're not on our own and um, the important thing is that we all stick together. We um, we hold those values from a club and from the City of Wyndham and, and wherever your point of view and um, we all appreciate each other and the good times and... Um, We'll get back there and we'll put a game of footy on and 
that will bring the community back together uh, probably as much as anything else. So very much look forward to training starting, uh, hopefully before Christmas. And we get the season up and going. We play, who knows, the Sydney Swans down here around one and, uh-huh. um, and really, really build that community back up and um, whatever we can do as a club to, to assist with that, um, whether it's in Tarni, Traganina, wherever Hoppers Crossing, whatever it might be, um, within our means, we'll do whatever we can to help. Beautiful, Mark. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, Jeff. Really appreciate your time and um, look forward to hopefully maybe, who knows, mate, I'm going to be here before Christmas. Thanks to Mark Penaluna for his time, which is very precious. He does; uh, he is a bit of a workaholic, and uh, we appreciate his time on the podcast. And we certainly appreciate the, the work that he does in the community in the city of Wyndham. And don't forget, nominations for that uh, John Nickel Community Service Award are open now. Check out the Facebook page and the website for the Committee for Wyndham. It's an initiative that they brought in a few years ago and certainly an award that is uh, very much uh, cherished and appreciated by the people who are not only nominated but uh, also uh, received the award. Hope you enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Many more to come. And don't forget to check out our previous episodes on the uh, Committee for Wyndham website page and also on the Facebook page. Take care. Look after yourself until the next time. I'm Kevin Hillier. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.